0: Welcome, Cathedral of Faith. It is time to worship the Lord. God is good. All the time. And all the time. God is good. I hope you believe that today with all your heart. You know, we say that a lot at Cathedral of Faith, and sometimes you may think we're saying it out of habit or out of tradition, but I want you to know that our faith is deeply embedded into this statement, that God is good all the time, regardless of how things feel to us or how we would prefer them to be god's goodness does not change it does not waver it does not fluctuate it is constantly good and i it's our prayer that today that we're, we're locked into these moments here together as we hear these incredible messages and we sing these songs together wherever you may be you may be coming through a tough year i know some of you may be tired of hearing that you may be tired of living it i know i'm tired of saying it this has been a tough time but god's goodness has not wavered it has not left us are not left to ourselves. I pray that as you're locked into these moments, that you feel the goodness of God pulling you, calling your name. I hope you know that as we sing these songs in these times of toughness, in times of loss, and the times of mourning, these songs do not lose their power. They actually gain power in these moments. It is why the Christian faith has been so long lasting. It's because it works in all seasons. It works in all times. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. God, I pray your blessing over your people. Lord, may they not just be entertained. May they not be uh, made to be felt good in this moment, but may they feel the goodness of the Lord and may their faith be lifted. May their faith be strengthened and may there be resurrection power in their circumstances. God, I pray your blessing over your people. I pray that the goodness of the Lord would invoke the sound of praise and thanksgiving and gratitude out of each and every one of us that we sing not out of compulsion but we sing because we can't hold it in we're so grateful we love you and we shout your praise and all of god's people said amen Amen and amen let's worship the lord today It's the God of the mountains? Yes. Is the
1: God of the valley.
2: That's who our God is. He turns graves to gardens. He turns mourning to dancing. He changes and makes all things new. And we're praying that that truth goes deep within you this weekend. As we celebrate Memorial Day, it's a time we've set aside to honor and celebrate the lives of those we've lost in 2020 and 2021. Welcome, Cathedral family and friends. We wanna take this moment because we understand that in the past two years, life hasn't been normal. Job losses and food insecurity and sicknesses and death. And many of us have lost loved ones without the normal opportunity to grieve in community and to celebrate. And we wanna take this moment as a cathedral family to let you know that, that we see you, we love you and you're not alone. God wants to minister his life and grace to us. There's a powerful truth in this moment when we look to Jesus, the resurrected one, that death is not really dying, that that's not really the end. In fact, there's a powerful passage of scripture in Psalm 116 that I wanna declare because it captures our emotions in a moment like this, but it also gives us God's perspective. And here's what the Psalmist says. I love the Lord for he heard my voice He heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me. The anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. But then I called on the name of the Lord. Lord, save me. And the Lord is gracious and righteous Our God is full of compassion. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. You see, because Jesus faced death and conquered it and rose again and was seen in the physical form by hundreds of people because of what he experienced, we too can have hope in this moment As 1 Corinthians says, Paul writes, Christ was raised as the first of the harvest. Then all who belong in Christ will be raised when he comes back. So death is not something we fear. When Jesus conquered death, he gives us a powerful truth that it's safe to die. And on the cross, he tells us how to respond to that moment. When he himself said, Father, into your hands, I commend my spirit. And that's what we do in this moment. We've experienced loss, we've experienced grief, but the Bible tells us one word about all those struggles and it's this, temporary. What we feel now, we won't always feel. What we're experiencing now won't always overwhelm us because there's something else prepared for us. You know, even the greatest miracle of healing, all of us eventually die until Jesus comes back. What we need is not just a miracle. We need a new heaven and a new earth where there's no more sorrow and no more pain. And there's a homesickness in every one of us for this home we've never been to, that place where we won't have to experience this anymore, where the kingdom of God is fully ruling and reigning. We know you've experienced loss and grief and struggle. But in this moment, we want to pray for you that God would come and minister to you, that he would touch you, and give you his perspective in this moment. And so Lord, I just ask right now, you know every person who's listening now, you know the losses they've experienced. You know the people that they've had to lay to rest. Lord, I thank you that this isn't about moving on. You never tell us, Lord, to move on, but you tell us to move forward into your purposes, into your perspective, into your understanding. And I pray right now that you would meet each person encourage and strengthen and bless them. Let them know that you are with them and that you, Lord, experienced the same thing when your son gave his life on the cross. You understand grief and you understand comfort and may your comfort and strength fill each one of us. Strengthen us in this moment. We thank you for the incredible gifts of the people in our lives. And we thank you, Lord, that even now, as they are in your presence and we talk to you, may you strengthen and work in each one of us. We thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We're gonna read together some scriptures. You'll see them on the screen. I'll read a passage of scripture, usually the words of Jesus. And then there's a phrase from scripture. I want you to respond with us and say, we wanna declare the word of the Lord together. Here we go. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live, even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die.
3: Death has been swallowed up in victory.
2: Christ has indeed been raised from the dead. Everyone who belongs to Christ will be given new life
3: death has been swallowed up in victory
2: yes death has been swallowed up in victory where O death is your victory thanks be to god he gives us the victory through our lord jesus christ death
3: Death has been swallowed up up in victory
2: i will wipe every tear from their eyes there'll be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things will pass away
3: Thanks be to God who gives us the victory.
2: I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I am making everything new.
3: Thanks be to God who gives us the victory.
2: Therefore, we do not lose heart. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. For we live by faith not by sight.
3: Thanks be to God who gives us the victory.
2: Amen. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. We are so grateful for the generous way in which God gives to us of blessing and healing and comfort and strength. And we pray that throughout the course of this service, as we celebrate those that we've committed to the hands of Christ, that you'll receive the truth through the preaching of the word, through the ministry of the songs, What a generous God we have. And as a reminder, your opportunity to be generous can happen in several ways. You can go to our church app, you can go online, you can text the number on the screen, or you can write out your checks and send them to the church. We're so grateful for the generous God who generously gives us comfort and strength and encouragement in this moment. Well, there's so many ways God can work in you and be a blessing in your life. Take a look at the announcements of some of the latest and greatest here at Cathedral. Well,
4: hello, Cathedral fam. We are so happy that you joined with us today. and. We are so happy to be able to finally announce that midweek service will be meeting on campus again, beginning this week, June 2nd. Pastor Mike is so excited to be all together again. You can take part by joining us for our midweek service on Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. in the sanctuary. Well, it's that time of year to celebrate all of the graduates of class 2021, Woohoo! You can call the church office to sign up your graduates so that we can celebrate them and their accomplishments during services on June 13th. Well, as you are well aware, finding affordable housing in this area is a huge need and many families don't have a place to stay overnight and they end up sleeping in their car. And as you can imagine, it's extremely difficult and stressful finding a safe place to park your car overnight. And that's why this month we are partnering with Silicon Valley Safe Park. We'll be opening our parking lot so that those families can stay here and have a safe place to park their cars. We need volunteers every night from 6.30 to 8.30 to help greet the people, welcome them to our campus, hand out snacks, and share the love of Jesus. If you wanna sign up, you can call the church office. Well, as always, for the latest and greatest of what's happening here at Cathedral, you can follow us on social media or visit us at the church website, cathedraloffaith.org. Have a great weekend.
5: What do we do about suffering and pain? In 2 Corinthians 12:9, the Apostle Paul writes, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me. Here's the question I'm wanting to answer today. Why do the righteous suffer? Someone asked C.S. Lewis, why do the righteous suffer? Why not? He replied, they're the only ones who can take it. He continues, the real problem is not why some pious, humble, believing people suffer, but why some do not. Could this be why the Apostle Paul tells us to endure hardship?" as a good soldier. Some of us are confused about what it means to live, and we should have instinctively known that life would be difficult. We were pulled out of a nice warm place, totally naked in front of strangers, and spanked until we cried. That theme repeats itself for the next several decades. And some of us have been told a lie that sounds something like this, pray this prayer And your life will be wonderful. Your life will be filled with happiness and joy. And only in an American culture would we expect a life without suffering. And a life without pain. A life without difficulties. That everything is going to be a perfect 75 degrees. No wind. No rain. And no storms. And everyone will always like us. We will never be laid off. We will never be broke or lonely, divorced, or unpopular. But there are the millions who live quiet, happy lives and never give God a thought. And it is uh, as though nothing bad ever happens to them. The child of God, though, suffers just like the heathen do. Bad things do happen to Christians. They get sick. They suffer and die their cars get totaled, and their marriages end. Their children turn away from God, do drugs and alcohol, even though the parents are serving God with their whole heart. And sometimes, sometimes it may seem like God is not with us, or that he doesn't even care. So I want to ask this question, and I want to attempt to answer this today. Is suffering... And pain, the problem. I don't believe suffering and pain is the problem. The problem is whether or not I trust God. That's the problem. Can God work in pain and sickness? Can he work in rejection and heartache? Can he work in disillusionment and frustration? The greatest missionary of all time, the Apostle Paul, He knew what it was to suffer because he tells us how to do this in 2 Timothy 2, verse 3 and 4. He says, endure hardship with us like a good soldier of Christ. No one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs. He wants to please his commanding officer. And he closes the 11th chapter of 2 Corinthians telling us how he had been whipped. The Apostle Paul had been robbed, shipwrecked, mugged, jailed, betrayed, and left for dead. His highway of holiness had been paved with hurt, heartache, and hardship. He asked God for a healing. And the Apostle Paul shares with us what Jesus told him. Jesus told him, my grace, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. So does God really care? This is a question that people are asking. If so, they say, then why won't he reach down and fix the things that go wrong? At least some of them. So there are three questions that are begging for an answer. Is God unfair? Maybe you think that he is. How could he have let those things happen to you? Maybe this is something that we need to place on the altar. We have a standard of fairness and we want to judge God by our standard. After all, what about the people who deny God openly and they prosper anywhere? Is God silent? At times, it is as though I am being ignored. It is as though I am alone in the dark. You and I, Feel that God owes us an explanation as to why things are one way for me and not that same way for everyone else. Maybe I need to put that on the altar. Does God owe me an explanation for why I suffer, why I experience pain? Is God hidden? Occasionally, it may seem like God deliberately hides himself from people who are seeking him out when they are suffering. Rabbi Kushner, author of When Bad Things Happen to Good People, he says in his book, and I quote, that God is as frustrated, even outraged, by the unfairness on this planet as anyone else, but that he lacks the power to change it. He proposes that God agrees that life is unfair but that he can cannot do anything about it i don't agree with any of this i do however wonder at times about the things that i cannot explain i don't question god i don't question his power i don't question his love yet even as a man of god i don't always have an answer or even a justification for those who tell me the pain that they are experiencing. Between the altar and the throne of God is the cross. The altar is where you lay your sacrifices and they are totally consumed. The throne of God is where we will experience no pain, no sorrow, no tears, no suffering, no heartache. But in between the altar, which is our heart, when we want explanations for what we are going through, and the throne of God, where we won't need explanations, is something that we need to give our attention to. It is the cross of Jesus Christ. This is where our God suffered. Is God familiar with pain? Yes. He was spit upon. They hurled abuses and insults at him. He was struck in the face. With their fists of the Roman soldiers. He was beaten on the head as they drove the crown of thorns into his head. He was pierced. He was whipped, scourged. He was left for thirsty. He was ignored. Is God, our God, Jesus, is he familiar with pain? The answer is yes. And the proof of that is the cross. Because when he came to this earth, and he suffered for us, he left us this message. I know what you're going through. I know how you're feeling. I went through the same things. There is no other deity that has done this. Only our God. As I look at the cross of Jesus Christ, I realize He was no stranger to suffering. In fact, he not only suffered for us, he died for us. And that is why in front of everything I don't understand, in front of everything that I feel I deserve an explanation, in front of everything that leaves me bewildered, I need to put the cross of Calvary I need to look at the cross and may I state to you that no matter what happens or when it happens or how it happens, Jesus Christ is alive. Let that get in your spirit. Jesus is alive. That did not destroy him. Jesus is all powerful. That did not weaken him. And Jesus can be trusted and depended upon because he rose from the dead and he ascended into heaven and he is seated at the right hand of the the Father. And in the Bible, the right hand always refers to the place of power. God is not ignoring us. God is not rejecting us. God wants us to see that his own son, Jesus Christ, suffered and died. But you won't learn these truths in pleasure. You will only learn them in pain. If I was never sick, I would never know that Jesus could heal me. If I was never depressed, I would never know that Jesus is my joy. If I was never rejected, I would never know that Jesus would never leave me. And if I was never angry, I would never realize how much i need god's peace so perhaps what i experience in pain and suffering that is not the end of it god is wanting to do something in me god is wanting me to become what he intended when he created me enduring hardship it requires devotion performing as a good soldier requires total commitment. So you better clarify today who your commanding officer is and you better put him on the throne of your heart. God does not owe us an explanation, but we can come to him in our pain. We can come to him in our suffering and ask him to give us his love. And we must be on constant duty, guarding our commitment And guarding our desires. If Jesus is our commanding officer. Then we don't question him. We don't question what he's doing. We don't doubt him. And we don't vent our anger on him. We obey him. We serve him. And we trust him. That is why the cross is between the altar and the throne. When we get to the throne. We won't have any questions for God. We won't even remember the suffering that we endured here on earth. I think that pain and suffering is the price that we pay for being alive. Being alive, it means living with original sin and the mighty power of Jesus' death on the cross. When we understand that, our question will change to what do we do with our pain and our suffering? Our pain and our suffering must become meaningful. It must not become pointless and empty suffering. How can we turn all the painful experiences of our lives into personal growth within ourselves and within our relationship with God? We may never understand the why, Or even be able to control the forces that cause our suffering. But one thing is for sure. We can have a lot to say about what the suffering does to us. We can determine what sort of people we become because of it. Because all of us are familiar with pain. All of us are familiar with suffering. Some people are suffering even right now. Some people are in pain even right now. And pain makes some people people bitter and envious. And it makes others sensitive and compassionate. It is the end result, not the cause of pain, that makes some experiences of pain meaningful and others empty and destructive. It is left up to us and our relationship with God. I want you to focus on the cross. I want you to take your pain and suffering today. And I want you to take it to the cross. And I want you to say Lord God. Just like Job said. In spite of all that I'm enduring. My love for you is increased. Let me leave this story with you. A man went to a barber shop to have his hair cut and to have his beard trimmed. And as the barber began to work on him, they began to have a conversation. And they talked about so many things in various subjects. When they eventually touched on the subject of God, the barber said, I don't believe that God exists. Why do you say that? Asked the customer. Well, you just have to go out into the street and realize that God doesn't exist tell me if God exists would there be so many sick people would there be abandoned children if God existed there would be neither suffering nor pain and I can't imagine a loving God who would allow all of these things the customer thought for a moment but he didn't respond because he didn't want to start an argument the barber finished his job and the customer left the shop. And just after he left the barber shop, he saw a man in the street with long, stringy hair and an untrimmed beard. He looked dirty and unkempt. And the customer turned back and entered the barber shop again. And he said to the barber, You know what? Barbers do not exist. How can you say that? asked the surprised barber. I'm here. And I'm a barber and I just worked on you. No, the customer exclaimed. Barbers do not exist because if they did, there would be no people with dirty long hair and untrimmed beards like that man outside. Ah, but barbers do exist. The problem is that some people don't come to me. Exactly, affirmed the customer. That's the point. God too does exist. What happens his people don't go to him, and they don't look for him. That's why there's so much pain and suffering in the world. We're going to have a song sung by our worship team from the Cathedral of Faith. And after they sing, I'm going to pray for you and pray with you. But while they sing, I want you to keep your eyes focused on the cross, and give Jesus all your pain and all your suffering. God bless you. Sometimes when we're enduring the loss of a loved one, the loss of an unborn child, when we're in pain and the disease is not going away, it's relentless. Sometimes the only ones we want to speak to us is someone that is going through the same thing or someone that has been there. Jesus has been there. And I pray that the love of God will not only cover you today, surround you, but bless you from the top of your head unto the sole of your feet and let you know that peace that passes all understanding. And I pray that the Holy Spirit of God be present in your life and in your room even now and that he would touch you In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I pray. And now, church, before you go, I put a blessing upon you, and I pray that what you recognize today was the cross of Jesus. And I pray that you would, as the song says, turn your eyes to Jesus. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us. I bless you. Bye-bye. Whoa, what's hey. up? <laughs>
0: Welcome, everybody. It's time for The Wrap. And uh, man, wow, what a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and how is it just like God, right, to orchestrate this type of sermon mm-hmm. for this mm-hmm. type of weekend mm-hmm. in light of everything that's going on in our city mm-hmm. and, of course, the world, too. Mm-hmm. It's like there's so much pain, suffering, and loss going around all of us, right? And Pastor Mike did an incredible job yep. of just kind of centering us again on the words of Christ and the mm-hmm. principles of Christ. And so let's talk about that. It's so great to have Miss Stephanie and Mr. Yeah. Mr. Isaiah with us. Yeah. It's so great. A lot of you guys may not see them maybe up on a stage or with a <laughs> microphone, but they are man they're, they're giants in the in the community of Cathedral of Faith Isaiah working back behind the scenes with a lot of the videos and slides and mm-hmm. helping us with all that and miss Stephanie working social media and all these other areas that you get, you get invited into right okay so let's talk about let's talk about what we heard today um, Isaiah let's start with you buddy what did you hear from Pastor Mike today uh,
6: today I really enjoyed one part of the, uh, his message where he was talking about Us becoming with between God and the cross. So Mm. the cross is going to be right in between where us and God meet. Mm. And I always wondered, what does that always mean when we're, when something is between us? Mm. Does that mean I have uh, problems with myself Mm. and I can't reach to God? Or do I have problems with others and they're in the way Mm. for me seeing Jesus and God? Mm. And talking about that involves a lot of confidence for myself too, Mm. because sometimes I have issues where multiple things are in in the way with God and I can't talk to God about it. Mm. I have school, I have some pain, and I'm like, God, I want to talk to you about this, but I got an exam coming up right now. (laughs) uh, So uh, how about 10 minutes, how about 10 minutes and then I'll get back to you and then I never get back to him, sadly
0: but but that cross even even the symbol of the cross right the intersection mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is kind of like Christ is coming mm-hmm. to you and 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 involved with all of those aspects of your life mm-hmm. yeah that's really powerful buddy mm-hmm. yeah that's great man yeah, mm-hmm. Miss Stephanie? Yes. What did you hear today?
7: Um, what stood out to me was when Pastor Mike said, if I was never sick, I would never know he could heal me. If I was never depressed, I would never know that he is my joy. If I was never rejected, I would never know that he will never leave me. If I was never angry, I would never realize how much I need God's peace. Mm. And personally, when I am um, going through painful times i don't know that i've ever really suffered but Mm. i have gone through some difficult times and some painful Mm. times and um i just like to take comfort in knowing that he is my peace Mm. you know and um and that god is not stranger to suffering so he's been there he's in it with me Mm. and um so i always just like to Mm-hmm. remind myself of no that you know that he's been there he's gone through it he's felt what i felt and he understands mm-hmm. and so it means
0: everything right? it yeah.
7: does it means it, everything it really does. yeah
0: yeah yeah thank you guys for your perspective on that because i think man, it, you know as i was listening to pastor Mike's sermon today i was thinking you know this is what yes yeah, such a timely message because of what's happening in our city with mm-hmm. the shooting and everything mm-hmm. and yeah. the you know the suffering in that respect but you know when i look at um our world, and just what it means to be alive, right? Um, Like, aside from the salvation message of Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. I believe this is the most important message Mm -hmm. that exists because Mm -hmm. if there is one thing that you are promised in this world, it's pain and suffering, Mm -hmm. right? Just, I mean, just look at the entry, our entry into the world, right? (laughs) Gasping for air, (laughs) absolutely... Right, I mean, just pain, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing but agony, pain, and suffering mm-hmm. as our entry into the world. And um, mm-hmm. it, Pastor Mike even said it, and I've, I've heard many authors say this, but, like, suffering is the cost of existence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what, in order to be alive, you must pay the price with pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. And that comes through growing pains, mm-hmm. Right. It comes through uh, the pains that we choose and the pains that we don't choose. Mm -hmm. So I just think this is such a great conversation for all of us to have Mm -hmm. about, to not be afraid of these conversations Mm -hmm. too, to have them and to understand Mm -hmm. that that God is our anchor in all of
8: this. Absolutely. I love that Pastor Mike put all those hard questions out there Mm -hmm. because sometimes those are the things that we want to shy away when people are, and understandably so. I do love that when he said, we need to be a good soldier. And I feel like, that simplifies everything when you don't know what to do you just be like okay let me focus on the cross let me focus on him and let me simplify the message yeah Yeah. and just if i can just be how do i be a good soldier today in my pain and um and not get caught up in the reasons the whys, the comparisons and all that which is the thing that depresses us and makes us so resentful (laughs) and and how come that person and why me and all that it's like wait a minute I have I have been called to one thing, and I am a soldier, and this is that brings us right back to the cross. So I thought that was very helpful. It's a mm-hmm. good like a good takeaway to take for one thing at least.
0: Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. no, it's huge. Yeah, yeah that, that's good. How how easily do we all get entangled in civilian affairs, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? caught up with what's going on in the news, whether it's mm-hmm. politics, whether it's sports, <laughs> whether it's drama, relational drama in your own family? Mm-hmm. It's like it's so easy. Yeah to get distracted. And what a great centering thought again, in, mm-hmm. you know. To-
8: yeah, and I think also it says like, what does what do we become out of it? Mm-hmm. So like, his question of that is like, there's power and meaning in suffering. It's a part of all our lives. So how do we end up of it? And I think one time, I, I there was something, I was, it was when my dad first got sick and I was asking the question, why? And I went to this one lady and she said, oh no, Irene, she's like, no, and she's like, ask what, what is God doing right now? And like, ask him what it is that he wants your posture to be. And, you know, and she just was like, that's not the question to ask right now. And I was in pain and just wanted to know, just tell me, you know? So I think that is like, God help us to come out of this better, more like you so that we can put our hand out and help other people who are in that spot and bring them forward as well. Mm -hmm.
7: Along those lines, one of the things I sat under Pastor Mike's uh, teachings on his Wednesday nights. And one thing, often statement he made a lot was, don't forget in the dark what God told you in the light. Mm -hmm. So in those dark times, and um, you remember that his word didn't change Mm -hmm. what he told you in the light. It still means the same, if not more of a deeper understanding um, to you in mm-hmm. those difficult times. Like, yeah. don't forget it. Just be reminded. And for me, I usually, I like to take comfort in that, mm-hmm. um, in his promises, in his scriptures in what he says. And yeah. so it's really been helpful to mm-hmm. me. That one statement, like, don't forget in this dark moment, mm-hmm. yeah. it's just a moment.
0: It's mm-hmm. good.
7: And the light is going to shine again mm-hmm. and those promises are still going to remain the same. Ooh. So Absolutely. don't forget it, so you good. know? Mm-hmm. This too so. shall pass. Yeah, I know. It may yeah. take more than a moment, yeah. but it will pass. It's, it's yeah. part of
0: the, like, right, again, even with the, the whole, our whole, like, this is the deeper understanding of us that we are in time, mm-hmm. right? This, mm-hmm. it's constantly moving. Yeah. And and it's the pain that we feel too when we lose fun moments mm-hmm. as, a, as a child grows up yep. and he starts to, get a little further off into the distance it's painful right Mm -hmm. to see that but then it's also it's like thank god time is moving right when we go through some of the deepest and darkest moments of our life that this too shall pass Mm -hmm. you know so
6: great words miss stephanie amazing
1: yeah
6: i think a lot of us have forgotten especially for people who don't believe in god they stay in darkness for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as they get a glimpse of of a touch of what darkness is, mm-hmm. whether it be being lost with your family, being lost in pain, being lost in what other yeah. substance you take or anything yeah. for your body, you stay in that darkness and you just and you forget everything about what the light was about. You forget everything of what your mission was mm-hmm. to be in here on this earth. You forget. Your family, you forget your loved ones. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people nowadays need to reflect on that and again, ask those questions to themselves. Mm-hmm. What does it mean to be in darkness? What does it mean to go with God? Mm-hmm. What do I have to do to mm-hmm. confront this darkness and go back to the light mm-hmm. of wow. where I was from? That's, great. that's heavy, that's great. brother. Sometimes yeah. like
8: it's reaching out, just yeah. letting someone know I'm struggling. Yeah. I need help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to be like, that's okay. We're Absolutely, all we all need we're help. We're not,
0: yeah, you're, we're not alone mm-hmm. in this, right? No. Everybody's getting hit. Mm-hmm. Everybody's experiencing pain. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of what we do with it, right? And I saw there's another uh, saw a meme going around one day, and because that's you know that's where great th- things happen, <laughs> that's in, in right? yeah, yeah, yeah where, that's from. where that's where the jewels of the world are. <laughs> but this one actually was good because it was say, it said choose choose your hard, right? So oh. it says mm-hmm. you know like being fit is hard.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: like but also being unhealthy is hard too Mm -hmm. in just a different way it's it's hard in the sense of like can't find clothes to fit (laughs) or you actually have uh physical health problems right you Mm -hmm. develop a disease Mm -hmm. or things like that so it's like you know having a great marriage is hard Mm -hmm. but having a bad marriage is really hard too just in a very different way you know Mm -hmm. so it's like choose your heart Mm -hmm. like no matter which way you go it's going to be hard. And so I know as a, as a young kid as, as as for our son I'm trying to instill in him that life is not fair. Like cuz I there it, it's something that if you if you live in this mindset of that this is supposed to be a utopia this is supposed to be heaven on earth in a sense like you're in for a lot of disappointment and a lot of pain and to and to come into this world with the understanding that hey this is not geared for my success. I have to work. Right. To make this work Mm -hmm. like that's the mindset that we all have to have and even in the times of hard hardship and pain Mm -hmm. you got to work your way through this and work your way out of this so just like a soldier would right you don't if you're trying to get in shape you're in. You're heading into a lot of pain, yes. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to restrict some foods. You're going to, and, and even how the muscle grows, you rip it apart and allow it to heal up again. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's and it's a constant breaking, 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 breaking. Mm-hmm. But that's the way to life. Even mm-hmm. the the life of a seed, it goes into the ground. It's buried. It's left alone, and it's rained upon. It's the sun beats on it, mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. dies. But it becomes something else, right? Mm-hmm. It's just. The process of life
8: absolutely yeah. well our scripture is second timothy two three through four and it says endure hardship with us like a good soldier of christ jesus mm-hmm. no one serving as a soldier gets involved in civilian affairs but he wants to please his commanding officer and it brings us back to remembering that our god is good and he yeah. can be trusted no matter what amen yep absolutely
0: Isaiah and Stephanie, thank you so much for sh- putting your voice into this conversation. Yeah. Really, it's all of it's all of our conversation. Thank you for having us. Yeah, I really just thank you it. for being, because it's it's not an easy thing to talk about pain and suffering. Mm. It's not happy, and you know, it's like, <laughs> no. but but it's it's so real, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's what we all need to keep going and to make a meaningful life. And so, for those of you in the chat, we just we we pray blessings over you today. Yes. We just, we actually, let's just extend our hands and pray over these people. God, Lord, you know what's happening on the other end of that screen. You know what's happening on the other end of that phone and that computer. God, I pray, Lord, right now that you would rush into that situation and that you would make yourself known. We don't pray that you would take pain and suffering away. We pray that you would allow growth to take place and healing to take place in in those places. So Father, I pray your blessing over your people that you would help them to endure hardship as a good soldier. Lord, that they would try to live their life to please you and that you would direct their paths and make their path straight. So Father, we thank you for your presence and Lord, we thank you for your promise. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Again, thank you guys. Keep talking about this. Keep staying connected with what's going on at Cathedral of Faith. We love you. You are not alone. His grace is sufficient. Amen? Amen. Amen. And as always,
1: it's a a wrap!